Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Today, we are recapping Loki, Glorious Purpose, and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm here with my podcasting variant. It's Tommy. Tommy, how's it going? I'm good, Michael. And you know, I've decided I know what kind of podcaster I need to be for you, for all of us. Let's go. Uh, Tommy, here we are. It's over. We've done it. Loki, six episodes down in the books. Uh, man, this feels like a, a goodbye to like OG Marvel in a way. This was the last like first first Marvel TV show that like, you know, the four way uh, and, and now it's gone. Well, here's my question. Is it gone? I mean, I think uh, we can kind of get into where things uh, kind of ended up. But, you know, I don't know about you, but coming into this, I was not aware that this would be a final season. Um, and, you know, I think that just because uh, and also even if we don't have Tom Hiddleston, uh, we got some other options as far as Loki's. So I don't know. I, I think we probably still get a season three. I could see some TV. I think we don't see a new Loki. I think we see TVA. Like, I could see the TVA living on, maybe. But, hey, it's one of their shows that is probably doing the best out of all of their TV shows. So I, I could see them try to milk some some low-key season three out of this. Yeah, this is like when they, like, really had to restrain themselves not to make a Kenobi season two. Like, uh, like everyone yes. was, they were like, they were like started to kind of walk that back a little. Where they're like, oh, we, you know, it's doing really well. <laughs> so the execs are go talking to the Loki uh, crew and being like, you know, like, is there like a door on this tree? Can we like pull him out sometimes? <laughs> Let him go on vacation. Yeah. Like what's, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Marvel's going to Marvel. So all these characters will are fine and we'll be back. And anybody who die is probably going back also. So yeah, there's never any consequences. <laughs> <laughs> anything is everything and nothing is anything. So welcome yeah. to the MCU. Um, <laughs> no, but I, uh, I gotta say, I really did enjoy my time with season two here. I, I think, pound for pound this is the best marvel tv show um you know I, I i there is a part of me that kind of feels like um did this season just end like i know there was a big big moment at the end but it, it did kind of feel like we were going through the motions as far as like uh kind of like first of all we rushed through the initial problem at, very, at the very beginning and then well i guess not really but um, as far as him like going back in time, which I loved all of that stuff, but then you know it was, we're kind of like saying goodbye to everybody along the way too. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you in the sense that like this show feels like season one and season two is one story that they happen to talk. It wasn't a new problem. It, it ended up being you know by the end it ended up just being the resolution to the the decision made at the end of season one, and so. Could this have been like maybe a 14 episode miniseries instead? Like, because it, it kind of feels that way. It doesn't feel like two separate seasons. Like this season is, isn't great if you just look at it as season two, but if you look as Loki as a whole, it's a pretty solid story they're telling through all the, all season one and season two. Um, this is off topic, but you know, I, I want to go back before we go forward anymore, but I have to ask you because uh, uh, you couldn't be on the last episode, but um, something I really brushed past that I didn't talk about enough, and it didn't really hit me until this episode. Miss Minutes is dead. Like, I was at first I was like, "Oh, she's shut down," but like, I don't think we're ever gonna see Miss Minutes again. No, they they well, they we saw her at the end. We saw her real quick at the end. They they rebooted her, and okay. like, because at the end when they're rebuilding the TVA, Casey's they're like, "Casey, is she gonna murder us?" And he's like, 
I don't know. They're kind of just left with like, maybe Mrs. McMahon might go off the hinge again. We don't really care. And I'm like, all right, I don't know if that's the best decision you're making. So I think I think we will, but it is, I think it's a different Miss Minutes, maybe if we see her again. Um, yeah, I haven't been on for a little bit, but I've been loving the episodes and and like I think there's been some really big questions being asked with with Loki of like I one of the best conversations was I think the episode before with him and Sylvie in the bar where it's like tell me your do like what do you want and that whole like him saying like shouldn't my friends have a choice which I do agree with but yeah he just wants his buddies uh I thought that was all really good uh overall I wanted to say I think this shouldn't have been an MCU show I think this show would have been great because I love the idea of these time detectives I loved all that was happening this the he who remains tricky being like I've been doing the time skipping and all that coming back together. I thought it was such a clever idea, but it's like, I think the thing that always hindered it was the fact that they always had to connect it to the MCU or like reference, like the fact that Loki's a God. It's like, that wasn't, this wasn't Loki. <laughs> like for all intents and purposes, this wasn't uh, Thor's Loki. It wasn't really connected as much as I wanted it to be. So for me, Make this just a separate Disney show. It would have been great. 10 out of 10 people would have loved it. It would have been like the next like severance, next secession. Make it like a dramatic time travel show. That would have been my pitch. Yeah, I, I totally hear you. I do feel like, you know, uh, some of that stuff can really drive us down uh, when we're talking about these Marvel projects. I mean, like, I know I'm part of the problem by doing cameo drafts, but, you know, just like look at it and, and, and like looking at these theories like, oh, that, that's an X-Men door. It's like, that doesn't really matter. Um, and I, I think sometimes it can uh, detract from what an MCU project can be. So um, yeah. that, I agree, actually. So surprisingly. I'm look at us. <laughs> well, I time skipped like, Oh. Like, like 1000 times to make sure I got the wording down so that you would yeah. agree with me. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Actually, the, the, so that I think that's the coolest part about uh, Loki is like now he has full control of time. And, and like, that's another thing I didn't really process by the end of the last episode. Like I was like, Oh, well his, you know, he doesn't like randomly time skip, but now like he can control it and uh, you know, kind of change the course of anything ever, which actually, um, you know, that's a reason for me to not want Loki to come back, but it is a really cool power because I think it makes him OP. Yeah, I think there's way more weight on the season one finale with He Who Remains Now that I wasn't considering at the time. Like him talking about like, you know, uh, I need someone to take over. Like I, there's so much weight and there's so much we talked about briefly is like so many ways you can interpret it, the ending. And uh, if He Who Remains was involved in if this is what he wanted was Loki to rule or if he wanted to rule with him. But yeah, giving him like a little bit of his power, of his time power, Loki being able to do all this and control the time skipping, uh, really cool. I also think it's something that like maybe would have felt more impactful if we had like three or four seasons where like on the second season and now we're wrapping it up or feeling like it's like a, a big epic conclusion in a way. Um, but either way, listen, I would love to time skip. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> Pretty fun. <laughs> we, we do. You get egg on your face. You know, you're like, you know, back to the top. Let's redo this conversation. <laughs> I can go back in time at the start of this podcast where I said Miss Minutes is dead because Miss Minutes probably isn't dead anyway. So that was no one would know. No one would know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, what did you think about the like this whole opening scene? Like, so there's also this moment where like he keeps having to figure out that he needs to go further and further back uh, to prevent all of this stuff. And also, I, I want to get to just to pile two questions at once i, I want to get your takes on like uh, you know 
what was it about he who remains do you see that there's any like uh element to this where he wasn't worthy of uh doing this task and it had to be loki how do you feel about that yeah i do i definitely felt like pretty early on that it's like no this can't be victor and and the victor of it all was interesting to me because i think that character was interesting but i don't think they utilized victor as much as they should have like he's so much of the focus of the beginning and then by the end it's like what was the point of having him here just to give uh, Jonathan Major more more acting time? That's kind of how it feels. Uh, but I, I did like the character. I liked the timescaping. I liked it. Maybe went on a little too long, but it was still cool how he's like going through. I did think he could have told people like, hey, I've been seeing this. Just so you know, I'm I'm seeing multiple times. Just trust me here. He just wouldn't answer people's questions. They're like, dude, you're going way too fast. Like you're being kind of rude. Uh, I felt like he could have been a little nicer and just be like, hey, I, I got something going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I really enjoyed all that. Um, do you want to talk on like some of like how he was going into the past a little bit, um, that and kind of revisiting some things that happened in season one? what do you think about all that? Yeah. I think it just gives new context on a lot of it. And like, to me, this episode and in, in the season as a whole, is such an interesting character study on Loki and, 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 I think they did a really good job of showing a full arc of Loki. I had a lot of criticisms of bringing Loki back for the series. I thought his story was told. I thought it was well done. Him dying, sacrificing himself for Thor. Why are we doing more of this? This isn't even the Loki that went through all that experience. Why are we going back to Avengers Loki? That all being said, I think having this analysis of a character and uh, going back to the themes of season one, and I think going back to those scenes of like, you Loki's lose, Loki's always lose, and Loki's are always selfish. I think having those, bringing those back, and having them matter for the end game of like he wins by losing. That is the ultimate way that Loki won this. He won by losing, by him losing, and I think that's beautiful. It's a great story about sacrifice. I think that stuff is like some of the strongest stuff I've seen Marvel ever do. Um, so I think for me, it's like going back to those scenes in season one. Just also, like, I, I wanted to watch season one again, honestly. I'm like, man, this is, I forget how long it's been. And, like, it feels like two different characters, two different times. I think uh, Tom said it, and, like, he's kind of given a goodbye. He's, like, 14 years of my life to Loki. And and I saw, uh, and even, you know, the quote I came in with, the the one of for you, for all of us, that's his quote to uh, in Thor in the first movie when he's on the Biofrost where he's like, I'm doing this for you for talking to, to Odin and being like, I'm doing this for you for all of us. And he's finally able to do that. There's so much completion of Loki that I didn't know I needed that I think uh, this show did for me. Yeah, no, I think um, uh, again, I think that's what uh, can be really good. And, and I, I can walk things back. I was back. I was back. I, I I was on the same page. I was like, why is Loki like all, all, when they announced all these Marvel shows, the ones I hated were the ones with characters that had already died. And there was a couple of them. This was one. Um, so to look back now and be like, wow, this was the best one um, is really rewarding. And I guess we can just go ahead and talk about, um, you know, not to bury the lead a bit, a little bit. We can jump back to some other stuff, but just talk about this ending a little bit more because, and, and what it truly means, because Tommy, I talked to you a little bit and I was like, I don't know. Like you said, Oh, this is a goodbye for Loki. And I was like, is it? I was like, I have no idea what this is. And I guess if anything, my big takeaway from, uh, what happened here, it, he's more outside of time and space and he can serve his purpose. Like, you know, um, 
an old man cap could, you know, where like he's yes, he's still in the universe. And if they ever want a cameo, they can do that. Um, if anybody like maybe maybe Thor runs into like some issue where he needs to go back in time, he's like, I have to find my brother. You know, I feel like there's uh there's still ways for him to come in. So but with that, it is interesting to hear that Tom is out there kind of saying goodbye too. So yeah, and I think there still is potential, but um yeah, I think the ending is so interesting. And like we've been saying, there's a lot. I've talked to three people who all have different takings on how it ended and interpreting different parts of it. Um, I'll, I'll, I think starting with like the he who remains part of it, I think is interesting. Uh, we see in the episode that he who remains uh, was causing the time slips. He always wanted Loki to come back to that moment, that decision, the big pivotal moment of Sylvie killing him. And uh, there's many ways to look at this. I saw it as, for me, I saw it as he who remains knew the only way to get Loki to kill Sylvie, to to be on his side, was to physically show him there's no other option. Your only option is going to be killing Sylvie because you can try every. I'll let you try everything. There is no other thing because I've created this loom. And, and the other key thing is he who remains created the loom, the failsafe. So if people believing that like he who remains wanted Loki to take over, why would he create the failsafe in the first place? if he wanted it there to be infinite worlds, it doesn't, it doesn't really line up for me. So to me, the loom was his failsafe to, to get Loki to decide we have to do this together. We will run the TVA together. Uh, not cause that was his goal with Renslayer. To me, that makes sense. He who remains bad guy, not good. Yada, yada. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. And the loom is really interesting of it all. Uh, but yeah, what are your takes on, on he who remains and his, his motivation on uh, this? Um, yeah. And I also, you know, kind of, I think the way you're explaining it makes a lot of sense. I was more so leading on the side of it doesn't make sense because they didn't explain it well enough. Um, but, um, I totally buy into everything you're saying as far as, um, and it's not even something that like really clicked with me either where, um, you know, Kang wanted a buddy in this and, uh, Loki ends up doing it by himself. And, um, also I want to touch on, this is, you know, I got I got some kudos from our buddy Lee on the Lights Camera Rant podcast. He said I he said I called it. I think it, uh you know I was close. I don't think I was completely right. I thought he was going to be a big bad. Um, so yeah, you do, were saying that. Do you see like the fact that now you know whether what what is he like the god of stories and um, now he's sitting on this throne and he has t- uh, control over t- time? Do you see any way that he could come back as a villain? Like, is that part of my theory correct? I think no. I think if he does, it would undo like because I think the the whole thing of Loki actually sitting in his throne is him giving up. Like I was saying earlier, the selflessness is he wants to be with his friends. He doesn't want to be alone, and so choosing this life not because it helps him, but so his friends can have lives, so his friends can live on. I think it would be hard to walk that back and be like, but he did it for nefarious reasons because it feels like a decision of. I am choosing to sacrifice my dreams, my my hope to be this god of stories, to let my friends live their stories, and I will be part of it because I'm part of everything now. Um, so I, I hear bits of it. I mean, listen, we were completely wrong on the OB villain thing, I guess. I really <laughs> thought that was I, I also forgot about that. <laughs> if we could time skip, I would I would yeah, uh, take some of those. And... Yeah. But if we were right, man, this podcast oh, would have been. Nobody else was talking, nobody else was saying it. It was ours. 
Or the key lime pie. That's another one. I was really big on that key lime pie being something. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I, I think it's more of a motif as far as like, especially like seeing, you know, Loki at the end back in his green and sitting on the throne. And, um, yeah. you know, I think, yeah, just more of like, uh, you know, that's his color and maybe foreshadowing that, you know, he's going to get the green cape back. Yeah. It, yeah, that's true. This is Loki. At the end of the day, the pie, everything's Loki. Coming up Loki. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where like, so the other the other part of the ending is like with Loki, right? Like he to me has to become the loom because the loom I've definitely like you're saying, I'm definitely filling in a lot of places because I do think they left a lot to be interpreted. This is how I'm gonna interpret it so audience you can Which I like by the way. I'm not that wasn't a not like I felt no. like it was it wasn't explained whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is up to everyone yeah. else. Yeah, and and I'm giving my version. I'm not right, I'm not the writers. This is how I'm being able to carp uh, to to put it all together so it makes sense and I can go home be like you know what it's a good show, uh, but yeah I felt like with Loki, uh, he found the secret third option right he who reigns was like I'm I didn't give you any other options he was probably gonna kill Sylvie and and Sylvie helped unite that last and I think they did a good job of making Sylvie feel like she kind of had a point by the end of it I do think we've talked about it enough where like. She really didn't, but by the end, you know, I guess I could. Now that it came down to that pivotal moment, I get why she had to be in this season. Um, so there's that, but yeah, I think Loki uh, has to become the loom because the loom is a failsafe, but it's also the powering the the multiverse. And so he had to sacrifice himself. It had to be him. They don't really. This is something I do get a. I can wave a little bit. They don't explain how he figured out he can now use his magic in this way to power the time thing. I'm assuming it's a time skipping. He just went back a bunch of times, learned how to do this. Maybe yeah. that's, that's my canon. Like <laughs> he learned it. It's fine. Uh, but this epic scene of like, I think this is, a, again, it's such a chef's kiss to Loki as a character coming back to him with the horns, him with the cape. You know, we, we get introduced to him as this kind of uh, like, annoying high school bully who's just like my dad hates me everyone hates me i'm gonna take over new york like wham to now he is this god of stories creating this cape with the timeline sitting down in the throne inside the tree of life you know the 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 tree that holds all realms now it's the tree that holds all stories as well it's a beautiful story it's a beautiful uh completion to loki uh, and so, yeah, I think this ending was like, I got a little, emo I don't, I got a little emotional. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely uh, uh, see that. Um, let me ask you this. So, um, you know, there's all these like all like overseeing, like, like big entities that kind of exist. I'm the watcher. Can you go hang out with the watcher now? Are they in the same plane of existence? How many, how many empty time and space locations can there be? There's so many. You're right. The Watcher probably. I feel like the Watcher came by one time and was like, "Oh, he who remains is not my vibe. I'm, I'm not coming back here. I'm out." Yeah, he goes to yeah. the ghost me for sure. He who remains was like, "You want to play some like ping pong or something?" Like, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm really lonely. Yeah. Uh, so, well, let's talk about some of the some of the friends that he made along the way. Uh, some of the goodbyes yeah. that we had. Um, I want to ask you, what's next for Sylvie? I guess she goes back to the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be every time she had a choice to choose a new life, she kept going back to that McDonald's. So I, guess. I mean, that's yeah. Well, I, I, you know, when, when Sylvia was first introduced, you know, much like every other MCU property, it was like, okay, here's this person's understudy. And soon they'll send off Tom Hiddleston and Sylvie will be the new Loki. So, you know, I've always been banking on that, but you're right. I think she goes back to McDonald's. <laughs> 
I felt like it would have been nice if she took over the TVA because I think she had such a, a weird view where it's like the TVA is evil. So it would have been a nice story of like Loki sacrificed God to see that the TVA can be good. It isn't, but it can be run the right way. I do think Sylvie working at the TVA would have been that, but I but I also like to our other friend, I like that it kind of seems like Hunter's kind of taking that role. Uh, B-15 is taking that role of like, I'm the TVA is now my baby. Uh, so, you know. I, I so we have money in McDonald's, I guess. Yeah. Probably probably a nice time. Yeah. Low stress, probably, and just clock yeah. in, clock out type deal. So gosh, I will say last episode when her McDonald's started disappearing. I don't I I would have been so imagine working like a nine to five, nine. Imagine working a late shift. You get you're hungry <laughs> and your McDonald's disappears on you. Yeah. As a recovering uh, McDonald's addict, uh, that would be very difficult for me to. She yeah. held it way too cool, cool calm, collected. I was <laughs> like, I would, be, I would be livid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What about. Uh, so Mobius has a very happy ending. This was something I got wrong for sure. I, I, I thought that we were going to get a tragic ending uh, for Mobius here. Um, so, yeah. What about. What do you think of him? Happy. Yes. Is he with the family? It made it seem like he's just going to creepily watch his other <laughs> self hang out with his kids. That's the only that's the only part that I'm like, is he really living a better life? If he took over for that person, then then I, and maybe, maybe they, I didn't think about came, this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he came ahead of time. Maybe it's before Loki grabbed him. So okay. maybe it's, you know, maybe, maybe there's, there's a world. Uh, but yeah, I think he's just going to live like near them and just watch <laughs> them. Can you imagine eventually, if you're like like you know you're you found out like there was like another one of your girlfriend that like lived down the street and like checked in? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think there's some questions, but I, I think they left the door open that eventually I think he will go back to the TVA. I think he just wants to experience the world. And maybe it's not even just that life, but all like experience everything, go to Earth, see different experiences. Uh that's I think he's gonna go on a little like uh road trip. Like a like a time road trip and go visit different things in time. That's my that's what I think will eventually happen. Okay, so we're going on a road trip. Let's make it a buddy cop thing. Who's going with him on like the MCU road trip? Um, Maybe who's that guy that uh, the actor? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, X twenty X fifteen maybe. Yeah, bring him along. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want him there, but he's not as like he's not as good as Owen. Like Owen Wilson is like on another plane and uh, yeah. in of itself. And I gotta say, for what it's worth, that might be one of the best decisions uh, the uh, uh, the production of Loki made was by bringing Owen Wilson in because he is just such a gem. And uh, I, I really do hope we see more of that character. And he, he's so good as Mobius. Yeah, he yeah. just there's a way there's a there's a. The mannerisms, it's very Owen, but it also feels like, like, you know, sometimes we talk where like, that's just this person playing themselves. Yeah. I didn't feel that with Owen Wilson. Like I felt like he was Mobius and even yeah. though there's similarities, of course, but yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Renslayer. Renslayer. Cause I don't really understand Renslayer. So you're going to have to explain this to me. Where's okay. Renslayer at? Well, so she is in the void. If you remember the void from season one, where if you get pruned, you end up in that place with the giant monster right. and all okay. So she's there, but what they revealed was this is it, at some point, this is what becomes of the TVA because they show that little plaque. This That's is America. this is the TVA after everything. So eventually TVA does die out. It, everything's gone. 
this is like this planet is, of the apes not of the tva yeah yes <laughs> essentially uh, and i think she's it's implied that she's going to get eaten by Aelith, the the giant monster but we didn't see the death so renslayer yeah. could still be out there why well, very i mean i felt like um there wasn't a whole maybe a little bit but there wasn't a whole lot of send-off between her and kang and i feel like she might have either an axe to pick or might still want to team up with him in some way. And I think that door is open as well. If we get more Kings, I, that's yeah. another thing. What do you think? I think we're done. I think, with Kang. I think they, they have an out. They have an, we, we have, they said they are monitoring the Kings. They mentioned the one that was taken down by Ant-Man casually that it's been taken care of. There is a way to just be like, you know what? King was a mini bad. He did some stuff. We now have him monitored. He, the multiverse is out there now, which is great. We can now, there are multiple worlds. We don't have to deal with that anymore. We now understand what the multiverse is. To me, this show has done what it needed to do. If you don't want, you, if you don't want them, you can, you, you, you're good. You can we're have, good yeah. no more we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to dwell on that too much, but I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate situation. Who, 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 uh, who is, okay. So, this is what they have to do. They have to they have to backpedal, right? We already see how they're freaking out. Everyone hates the MCU now. They're scrambling. They're changing up Daredevil. They're doing all this stuff. Um, they got to change King Dynasty. Uh, wh- what is that? What is that Avengers movie now? Or is it just Secret Wars? I think, but even Secret Wars doesn't. Secret Wars needs to be when all everyone's around. There's just not enough heroes right now. I think you rebuild. Not enough. You, it's, well, there. There's too much, but not too much good, I guess. Okay. Like, there's, well, I mean, like, there's no, like, big characters. There's no, like, Iron Mans anymore. There's no, you know, unless they have their way and they bring them all back. Uh, Wait, I think... Sorry, I'm cutting you off. No. I mean, I'm not going to say why I'm thinking this, but they couldn't... And I've been asking this. I probably mentioned this every time we talk about Marvel show. Young Avengers, baby! Come on! Well, and I, I, I really hope Young Avengers becomes a TV show. I think if you make that... Think about it. I want to spend time with Kate Bishop and Kamala hanging out uh, in in their bedroom, like just talking about boy. Like I want the high, if it's a Young Avengers, I want it to feel like a high school TV show with some intenseness, with the tension of the fact that these are Avengers. But I, I think if it's a movie, I'm gonna be a little more d- disappointed because I don't think you're gonna be able to do what you need to do with an ensemble as opposed to a TV show would be perfect. See, I agree. I agree. If they if they can do it correctly, it is the best yeah. move. I don't think they'll do it correctly. No, no. I but yeah, to your to your thing though, I think you go back small. Either young Avengers, build out some other Avengers groups, build out some organizations, have the bad guys not be these. We don't need epic. We've had epic. It's what I you know, I said this what I was telling you, my plan was secret evasion. Like, don't have King be the big bad, have it be secret evasion, have the, the bad guys inside, you know, the colors inside the house. Uh that's what I think you could do. Go back to your roots, start small, and start increasing over a slow-paced thing. If you want this to last. If you don't, then shoot everything. Put the kitchen sink, do it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think unfortunately, it's going to be more of the opposite. I think they're just going to start throwing stuff at the wall, and uh, we'll see. Scary but, time. And I know, I know. It's just so this. I need to go back and just watch the OGs, because it's like... It feels night and day. Where what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh yeah. Um there was a there there's a scene from maybe Iron Man 2 um that kind of went viral on TikTok again. And it was like 
uh, Tony Stark in the courtroom and, you know, him just being fast witted, quick witted, like sharp tongue, like just really well written, really well acted. And it was just like that. This is the same universe. Well, because they spend a year, they need to not make three movies a year. One movie every like two years. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine, guys. It's fine. Um, uh, listen, we're this was fun. This was a fun TV show. I think it's really interesting. I think the MCU is just too big for it. It, it is the MCU has too many infinite multiverses going on, and Loom is about to explode. They need a hard reset, get Loki in there, grabbing the, the Marvel MCU, and, and let's let's regroup, let's restart the TVA, let's get it all back together. Okay, Tommy. What else on the the episode? What, have I skipped over anything? No, I think I think that was mostly it. There was uh, Loki was quoting a, a poem. I can't think of the name right now, but that was just kind of talking about re, like because one of the things he who remains uh, was talking about was reincarnation, and so like it kind of just was on that topic of like infinite death and infiniteness and stuff like that. Really interesting stuff there. Um, I think you know for what it is with with Jonathan Major. I do like his He Who Remains. When he came back, I'm like, man, I do like the way he plays this character and the quirkiness. I I, I do. I, I like the way he does it. Yeah. No, he's a great actor. And like, I was so excited uh, when he was cast. So, um, yeah. but like I said, there's so many other options. We can do so much. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Just cut them out. We can, you can yeah. do anything else. <laughs> Even I if think, it's the worst idea, do that. I think we do continue down the multiverse, just not with King. Uh, obviously, I think I could see a world where that's our next thing is going to other parallel universes, seeing, you know, I I think this is their way to get back Tony Stark. I think this is their way to get back the people. I think they think that's what they're missing. And so I was like, okay, we'll pull the Tony Stark from this universe. We'll pull the Captain America from this universe. And we'll be able to tell whatever stories we want to tell, even if the actors age out. Yeah. And maybe this is a hot take, Tommy. I'm fine with that. You know, I, I think like uh, there was like alarm sirens on all of social media when they said that the Tony Stark may return. Fine, I don't care. I, I don't. My my thing is, I, I don't. I don't really like whether you're pulling in Tobey Maguire and Hugh Jackman and, and Robert Downey Jr. At the end of the day, just make something good. Just make something good. And all these people are great actors. They've proven to have some success let him come back and i think it'd be fun it, like imagine like it, it's almost like uh you know sitting down what is it 2012 when avengers first came out it's you know it that's nostalgia i mean at that point like i know like uh everyone was the toby Maguire and andrew garfield thing was so big and like people were so excited for that nostalgia i'm gonna have that same feeling if if tony stark and captain america are back yeah yeah and for me just agreed i'm cool with it make sure it's unique new take and story on the characters not just a re, like when they reboot a tv show and it's literally just the same tv it's like what are we doing here new and unique and yeah just and and creative like let's uh there's you know i think i will look past stories sometimes i will look past some of these things if you are trying something innovative, if you are trying new things in the movie, if it's not just the same cookie cutter Marvel stuff. So that's what I'm, it, this is my wish list. Do it, but do it well. <laughs> we should do a MC wish list episode. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Our Christmas, uh, Santa, Santa Kevin. <laughs> 
We can combine that with our our, our, our the Starkey Awards. We'll do some yeah. Christmas. Do I get to sit on? Uh, do I get to sit on Kevin Feige's lap when we and we tell him our little <laughs> wish list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's the Santa of the MCU. No, I think actually, so this is a good idea. We we can we can give each other gifts. Like, hey, uh, Tommy, um, oh, this is for you. This is your MCU gift. Open it up. Baby Avengers is in there. Yay! <laughs> Michael, Michael, I got you, Young Avengers. Yay! <laughs> I like how I like how our favorite Avengers are just like the younger versions of. Yeah, it's not the actual Avengers. Well, because the problems can be more like manageable. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're not going to send the young Avengers into space. You're not yeah. going to make them deal with with Thanos. Uh, Peter Parker just said, "Hold my spider glove." Yeah, well, he's <laughs> by the time they filmed that, wasn't he an adult? Let's. <laughs> yeah, <whatever. laughs> um, okay, Tommy. Um, so, do you want to do you want to give some takes about Miss Marvel? I, I uh, we are doing a, a Miss Marvel podcast tomorrow. Or, uh, not Miss Marvel, the Marvels. <laughs> I know uh, I do the same time skip. Um, but yeah, what'd you think? General thoughts? Yeah, for those uh, spoilers, maybe if yeah, I don't know. Yeah, spoilers, maybe skip like five minutes uh, in. But uh, real, real quick takes. I I was kind of hinting towards it. Listen, I just want to have fun. This movie felt unique. This movie felt innovative in in some of the ways. I thought the choreography was really fun. How they did it uh, with with the jumping around. I thought they did a, a, a really good job with uh, telling um, something fresh, but man, uh, throw logic out the window. Uh, if you if you don't if you don't think about the logic too much, if you don't think about the story, the cohesiveness of the story, and where things are going when we're just jumping around to different, you'll enjoy it. I think the 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 main three were so much fun, such good chemistry um really cool personal stories thrown in there i wanted more of it like when they were dealing with a lot of their personal issues and stuff really fun if you like miss marvel i do think you'll really enjoy this because a lot of the miss marvel humor a lot of the miss marvel cast is in the movie and so i think those are some of my takes the people out there who are annoyed because kamala fangirls over captain marvel a lot what are we doing here? I think you need to reevaluate reevaluate yourself, especially if you're okay with Peter Parker and the fact that that character, who's not even written to be a fanboy, fanboys over Tony for basically that's his whole arc is how he wants to be like Tony and to become that's his whole thing. But Kamala was actually written this way. I have no issue with it. I love that actress. I think she does. She is Kamala. Like, oh, uh, it's it's literally if you read the comics, it feels like it. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of other hot takes. I thought again. If you're gonna go silly, go silly. This movie, spoilers, real bit. The movie had <laughs> cats playing while cats were eating humans, and a whole musical number to explain a planet that sings their sing is their language is singing. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. I think it's so funny. I think it's, a lot of you are gonna come away hating those kind of stuff, but I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Uh, feeling's fine. It's maybe a little less than fine. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm in the same boat with you. I, I did really enjoy this. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to say some of my takes for the for the the Marvels podcast. But at the end of the day, yeah, just I'm having, uh, you know, I guess you know, watching Secret Invasion. While I I am one of the bigger defenders, it just doesn't work when they try to be serious. So don't don't be serious. Just do whatever. Uh, 
I, I did like that Samuel Samuel Jackson Jackson is a different character than he was in Secret Invasion. Like, there's no connective tissue there at all. Um, in Iron it, Man, it's an entirely different Nick Fury, but just it's not Samuel Jackson. It's just what he wants to say and what he wants to do in these movies. It's fine. He just I, adjusts to whatever movie he is in. I think, which whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the two two big uh, uh, there's the end credit thing which was big and uh, we've kind of talked about it on the podcast some young Avenger action baby go, baby I've been I've been counting down I've been ready I mean they like it's been like four years now they've been slowly trickling in all these characters and you know you're I'm not a big comic guy but one of my favorite runs is the young Avengers so I feel a close personal connection to people like Cassie Lang and um oh Lord uh, Haley Steinfeld yeah. uh, Kate Bishop. And, and I thought this was like brilliantly done having a a, a a homage back to Nick Fury being in Iron Man's house and having Kamala be kind of this leader type, but she's so quirky and she's so her, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was so well done. I love the, the, the small chemistry between her and Kate Bishop was already there. I definitely felt it. And I'm excited to see more of that. And then we got some Hank McCoy. What is going on there, Tommy? I, is this how we get the X-Men? I don't know. Yes. Or is there going to be another like, oh, we saw Charles Xavier. I, I hope it's actually, I stop teasing me with the X-Men. Give me the X-Men or don't. I don't want these, like, I don't know, maybe that's a hot take. I don't want these cameos unless it's going to matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll put a pin in that. Um, and, yeah. Talk uh, more tomorrow when when, when you're on. Uh, but uh, I'm glad we could, we could talk a little bit about it now. Do you have any, I'm going to take your line. Do you have any Rex? Uh, I think I have a. What's the opposite of a recommendation? Uh, anti rec. Uh, that doesn't flow uh, enough. Stay away. A warning. Ooh, a warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you go first because I think you have something. Yeah, it's just I think I probably talked about it before. It's probably I don't know if you're watching. If you watch, I think you watched the first season. Uh, season two of Invincible is out. I've been loving the first two episodes. Uh, I, I am a comic book reader, but there's a lot that I forgot. It's been a while. It's been probably 10 years since I read the comics. Uh, and so there's a lot that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this character. I remember this was kind of a small side plot and it's been cool seeing it in the TV show. I think they're, they're getting exactly what Invincible is out of it. I, I think it's a great show. Yeah, so I, I've only seen the first episode. I still got to catch up on the second one. But it seems like they're diving into multiversal stuff. It's, you know, here we are. And to varying degrees of success uh, that these properties are using the multiverse. So, uh, you know, I do trust Invincible to do their best with it. You know, technically they did it. They were one of the first ones, but now it looks like they're just copying everyone else. But uh, yeah, I, it, it looks like we might, you know, without saying too much, that definitely looks like what we might be doing uh, based on the first episode. Yeah, so um, okay. Well, how about this? Nobody watched The Killer on Netflix. I hated it. Oh, I really didn't like I, it. Uh, it was something I was uh, uh, really excited for. Um, you know, director of, of you know, uh, great, great movies, Gone Girl, um, uh, Fight Club. So I, I had a lot of hope for the killer. I found it to be probably the most boring movie I've seen in a very long time. And I, I, the, I am very little, very uh, not often a hater of things. Right. Like I, I, I tend to defend, you know, I, I prefer to defend things than even if I don't like it, I can still find myself defending something. I, I can't, I, I don't like this movie. A lot of people love it. I, I it's not for me. Uh, so we kill the killers. 
Yes. With that being said, though, actually, I haven't. I don't think I recommended this. Uh, the other Killers of the Flower Moon was really good. Oh, I've heard. I've actually heard really good things about that. I'm and gonna say about that. I hate that one. So. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna say about Taika's. I, I think Taika's new movie looked interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got some things. We're up, up, up. Did you see the uh, trailer? I, I did watch a teaser trailer uh, for the the Avatar, the Netflix Avatar show. Did you? I actually did didn't you watch that. Were you an Avatar guy growing up? So no. I, I did watch it, but like at the time, I wasn't like you know I'd like just tune in whenever it was on. I, yeah, you know I, I couldn't tell you the something. story. Maybe we need to go back, go back to the beginnings. Yeah, uh, it back. looks weird. It looks fine. It, like I, I want to see more before I make a judgment call. It, what's really hurting me is the creators backed out of it. It's like okay, where's where's the catch? Where is the point? Um, where because the creators were originally involved, they were like, you know, there's some differences in opinions, and we're just going to step back. And they're doing their own thing with Nickelodeon now, but Netflix still has the rights to this, so they're do- going forward with, with this series. Uh, so I'm interested to see because it didn't look bad. Like I, I really did walk away being like, this is way better than what you know the movie <laughs> tried to do. So I'll take anything else. Um, well, another thing that just uh, just put it out here, I think it'd be interesting to talk about. You know, at the end, I, I haven't actually watched it, but are you aware of the curse? No, I believe the first episode has dropped. It's Nathan Fielder's new show, um, which I know I know you're a Nathan guy. Um, the thing is, though, I watched the trailer of that. I, I don't know if it's scripted or not. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of it's kind of shot in like the same way that Nathan for you is shot, where yeah. like you know it is very much like documentary style. But also there's there seems to be Emma Stone is in it and they seem to have like acting scenes together. So um, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, that's all I really say. People should check it out. His shows are always I mean, I watched the rehearsal and that's so funny, too. And uh, uh, you you never know <laughs> if it's really that's the beauty of his shows. He, I you know I know people love that that other show. Uh, I think you can leave. This might be a hot take. I'm not a fan of that show. Uh, and many people have wanted me to watch it. And I, I'm more of a Nathan guy. I like his take on this kind of comedy more. Yeah. All right, Tommy. What else? Uh, Where can people find you? You know, in here. Your, in your house. Really? <laughs> here in my house? Yeah, if you can find my address and you come <laughs> by, I guess, I'd, I guess I'd welcome you in. And, like, maybe we can chat a little bit. Yeah. Like also I'd have some questions, like definitely some questions first and then yeah. we can chat. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh it's going to be your variant that is now just watching you <laughs> down the street. It's, yeah. God, I'm going back to that. That's so creepy again. Like <laughs> what if, if he just died? It would have been fine and he was there taking over. That would have been a beautiful story. Yep. I think he's yep. retired. I think he's just out. <laughs> he's uh, gone. Okay. He's gone. All right. Well, I will close this out here. I'd like to remind everyone to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod and ask us for a Discord link because we have a little Discord community going on and we would love to get you guys in there. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back. Oh. Goodbye. Well, let's okay. Let's go back one more time.